Alright. We'll leave we're live. And we're live. And we're How do I know we're live? So Chuck. Big face on the screen just. What? Just my face no. on the screen. <clears throat> so we're here with Chuck Carruthers. There we go, we're live. We messed up the wow. intro totally. I got out of work too late. And I uh, couldn't figure out how to work it again. Waiting so, out clan makes me feel extra special to be, at, be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're just okay. winging it, Chuck, you know? <laughs> I didn't expect anything else, Clint, so it's all right. I'm glad. It's fine. That's the past listen, two intros you've got burned on, Clint. Listen, if we get... So is there, is there an intro that's supposed to play? And yeah, Nick just Nick, made a new yeah. one today. Listen... Chuck, if this thing gets professional and we're on time and all that shit, it loses its charm. Yes. So, we can, we can go doing that. How many how many uh, how many watches are we getting? Like, what are you guys normally getting? Well, Just last week we had an all time all time high. Last week of fifteen. Nice. And so, how many uh like how many weeks you guys been doing this? Four weeks. This Three, is like the weeks? seventh one with Nick. Uh, I missed. Well, we did seven. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, well, maybe it's seven, including the ones I did prior to um, Nick being on. Right now, one person's watching. I'm assuming it's me. Should be my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, Dr. Crane's got at least one new viewer because I'm going to watch. There it is. <laughs> one guy. Um, so what's going on today? What do, we, what do, what do you guys want to talk about? Let's What's talk been about. Guys? Let's start. Then you been at work today. What have you been working on? Who me? Yeah, well, you. What do you been working on? I've been working on motorcycles. So you're now um, a mechanic. You take your mechanical mechanics license. Yeah, I got a mechanics license. I'm certified. <laughs> I'm certified That's good. to fix dirt bikes. Um, I'm the test rider. Okay, they're, like, nice. they're like, we got this uh, really cool old bike that you need to test out. And I'm like, sweet. And then they're like, we got this pile of shit that's dangerous and probably should not be on the road. Here, you take this one, too. So <laughs> sure. I get sure. Don't put on a helmet. Go ride it. <laughs> yep. Awesome. 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 Nick, um, what have you been up to? Just working. Not dirt bikes, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. It's been cold here and... I got excuses for days. So what's up with uh, Canvas? Canvas is you? Canvas is, uh, it's part of me. It's, Canvas was founded by Michael Lee. Uh, he had it going for about six months or so as an official business before I uh, was, I met him at a radio show. The uh, Not as big as ours, the, the Escondido Action Sports Show, whatever. The, Dan McGranahan invited me to the show. He was another guest on there. And... Met there, I'd heard of Canvas, I didn't know Mike was in charge of it, I thought it was a brilliant idea. Because there was definitely more than once that I had to rip off the, all the logos off my gear because I didn't have a sponsor and I didn't have any gear and I wasn't going to run a giant Thor logo or a Fox logo or whatever it was. Um, so I had, you know, ugly gear. You didn't want to run, you didn't want to run overalls? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. I love Darren. I love Darren. <laughs> it's almost my style. It almost was just a little bit. I wasn't good enough to do overalls, I think. Um, so, anyways, yeah, you know, I, 
I met Michael and I was like, this stuff is awesome. And uh, he knew that I'd also was uh, kind of an entrepreneur into startups and uh, an ideas guy. And he, we had a few conversations and next thing we know, we formed an agreement. I joined him and now I'm a part owner in Canvas MX along with him and uh, Matt Cordova. He's a small one. Matt's, uh, he's a BMX pro. He's in Spain right now at the Vanshu Pro. So. We got some good. We got some good. Uh, good people on our team. Excellent. But anyways, Canvas is kicking butt. We make custom gear. If you haven't heard of CanvasMX.com, uh, you go to CanvasMX. You design your own gear. Uh, we started with just motocross gear. Now we have um, two motocross jerseys, motocross pants, mountain bike. We have short sleeve, three quarter sleeve. Uh, we have shorts on the way. Uh, cycling gear. Polos, jackets, bags. We can build your brand for you, Flint. We can build your two wheels to freedom. Needs right, to have sell gear. me, Chuck. Sell me. Hey, wait, 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 wait. It's not sold, dude. I know. Wait. I already know what you're going to say. How does, your jersey, how does your jersey look? I never got it. It never showed up. Oh, you know why? I think it's been Michael's asked me so many times. <laughs> Where do I send this damn jersey? And, but he was asking me so long ago. It was when you were like between. Austin and Houston and we're everywhere. Right. And my leg was like, just bolted on. I don't know where it's in. So it's in, it's in Michael's garage. It's sitting in a box, I'm sure. But it looks good. I'll tell you that much. Sweet. We may I have couldn't to even lie some... and be like, oh, it's awesome. I was riding in it, so it's all dirty. Yeah. So as I just got in yesterday a couple of jerseys I made for myself. I mean, so can you see that? I can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Put it down a little bit. Bring it down. Very cool. Oh, you know, we do full side of dye sublimation. We don't do heat press your name and number on the back. We make a design and we uh, we put it in the jersey. So it's just full factory, and which then, is awesome. My first sponsor, my first first time I ever saw dye sublimation, like uh, I used to be sponsored by Kenny Racing. Kenny Racing's out of France, and I used to do enough shows in Europe that they sponsored me, um, and they. In my first gear and had my name and had my freestyle text logo. It was like in the gear, and I was like, "Holy crap! They just made this, and it was the coolest thing ever." And I hadn't seen it done anywhere else until, you know, until we started doing it. So there may be a couple others now, but we uh, we don't do heat. We don't believe in heat press anymore. That's how Mike started was heat press. Now full dye sublimation. It comes full factory. So. so do you guys? Do you have riders, or how does that work? If you design your own gear, how do they? Are they under the canvas tent, or? Well, you know, we say brand yourself as our slogan. The logo is not required to be in our jersey. You can put whatever logo you want. Um, most, a lot of people put our logo on there because the pumps run canvas gear, but they don't make it the the giant logo that you know it's Thor or whatever company it is, always having all their gear. So uh, it's not required. A lot of people don't do it. A lot of people do. Um, but we have, I mean, our riders, we have Pastrana has been running our gear, Nitro Circus gear. Uh, Who's that? What's his name? It's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this boy guy, a couple of people may, may have heard of him. I'm not real sure. But um, so we have his uh, Nitro Circus gear. Pumped on that. So I was super pumped. That's yeah. like that Hawaiian looking stuff, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We make that yeah. pump. They, the guys at Nitro Circus sent us a design, just a square design. Like someone, they had someone design that. Uh, inside of it is characters, like all the Nitro characters in the actual Hawaiian theme. So it's full custom, and then we put it on the gear. Uh, 
And we made his wife some, his kids some. Um, Lindsay posted on her Instagram a photo of her kids racing in our gear, in our jerseys, doing Strider, Strider bike races. Last night, it was awesome. It was so good. The photos are so good. It's going to be wonderful marketing material for us. Wonderful marketing material. Um, Javier Villegas started running our gear this year. Tom Parsons has been... Um, been with us for a while. Tom is, you know, he's not much of a contest guy, has a whip contest, but he's killing it off-road uh, in the free ride. So we have Vicky Golden. We've had it before. Well, Michael's first rider he had was, was uh, Robbie Madison. So the gear that Robbie rode the big wave in, that was canvas gear. Unfortunately, as much exposure as he got from Mariah in the Wave, Canvas logo wasn't on the gear. You know, people just thought it was DC gear. Oh, yeah. So, it was Canvas gear. And then yeah. Nate, Robbie and Nate joined him right up, like right away. So, those two guys helped bring Canvas up uh, right away. So, Michael's relationship with them helped kind of just make the brand legit. Having those two guys um, on the team were, were, were really good. So, uh, we have quite a few guys on the team. I don't even, I can't remember who all it is, but um, we had uh, we had Javier on talking about his Goku gear. Yes, yeah. And we had Goku's. Uh, did you see that or no? We had Goku's mortal enemy show up on my side, Vegeta <laughs> or some shit. <laughs> I didn't know nothing about it, but my buddy's like, yeah, I know this. That was hilarious. Yeah, so we are gonna make him a new set of gear for uh, the Nitro World Games. And for X Games, and is he going to? Games? Well, let's just assume he's going to go to X Games. Okay. Um, so. He's killing it. He's riding so good. He's going to yeah. do good at Nitro again. Uh, I'll be surprised if he's not an X after Nitro. Yes, Nitro is June twenty fourth ish, something like that, and uh, X Games are July fourteenth ish, I think. So, a couple mm. weeks later, and but Javier gets to make his own gear. I don't know who he's gonna want to be. What you know, maybe another Goku character, or he has a lot of toy characters. He cartoon characters. So. Whatever happened we'll to that? Um, that the uh, what's that movie that came out that was super popular? Um, a lot of them. No, okay, that's true. <laughs> the. Uh, you made some gear, the red gear. Oh, Deadpool. Deadpool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I saw it for the first time the other day. Yes, made Where... some Deadpool gear, which surprisingly, the Deadpool gear was for a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> I'm like, that movie was hilarious. Because hilarious as much as he it surprised me. Like, I wasn't ready for him to be as dirty and vulgar as he was, which I enjoyed. But I'm surprised that a 12-year-old kid is... His favorite character, but anyways, my kids hated that movie. Really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They did see Popstar. That was a mistake. I'll say okay. that. You see Popstar? No. Oh my gosh, you should watch that. It's funny. Uh, I think about Popstar. So yeah, it's uh, for kid, which we I could have made it better once it was printed. I see how it turned out. I could have made it better. We had somebody email the other day ask about making superhero gear or not. We can do it. So any idea you can come up with, we can create it. 
we prefer you to create it. We're not artists. Uh, Michael and I, we um, we have some designers that help out occasionally, but mostly we do everything. And we're both getting better the more the more we're designing stuff, doing stuff. But if someone gives us an idea, I can make it, and I can copy anything. My best specialty is copying. Every <laughs> picture, I'll copy it. But coming up with the idea for some cool jersey is uh it's pretty tough so i'm pretty pumped i just made some gear for vicky golden that she was a little skeptical on but it's um it's totally 90s early 90s retro just um it's gonna be bright and awesome gear so she's like well i'm kind of mellow i'm more you know I'm like i know so i'm trying to liven you up it's it's bright Fluorescent, like pink, purple, blue, um, black, and then like this kind of cow print. It's not really cow print, but it looks awesome. I mean, yeah, it's super good. So I got some over the boot cow print pants. <sighs> we, I, um, what's funny is yeah, I why asked. Why do we make boot gaiters? Let's make some. Our manufacturers. I asked them about designing some over the boot pants because in one week we had two different people asking for dual sport over the boot pants with pockets in them for dual sport. Right? I asked them and they said, they said, absolutely not. They said, we will not make, because our manufacturers, they, uh, Radical Racing, they have their own gear down in South America. Um, I wrote and they were like, absolutely not. We will not, we will not make it with blue paints. Like, so, um, Stickers. yeah. Well, then, you know, it's a lot of work getting things right. And they're like, it's going to be two people, one or two people that are going to buy it. And that's going to be it ever. So we're going to do all this work designing gear for no one. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You might have like an LBZ flashback. Be cool. Oh, uh, it's funny. We've had um, we've we've talked to Flesh Gear about possibly bringing back some Flesh Gear, but um, maybe actually, not. like in tucked in the boot pants, but labeled Flesh Gear. So, uh, they contacted us about trying to help them out. So we we've helped helped out some cool companies. We've got some cool things on. I can't even tell you about what's going to happen in a month. I mean, you got to yeah, tease it. The tease is that. So when I first met Michael, you know, I had to come up with ways that I, how I could improve Canvas, what I could bring to him for me to be a, a part of the company. Now, two ideas. The first idea was to make an online designer where you could do full coverage designer for dye sublimation because he had a designer where you could just have a white or black jersey and you put logos on it and they he pressed they just began to do some sublimation but you can design the jersey so i created that on the website and then my other idea was a way for us to um be easier for people to buy our gear and you go to buy it in many places um besides your on your phone or on your computer at home so it's going to be awesome. We're going to be in a lot of places, still customized, still customization. It's hard to, it's hard to even tease for it, but All it's, right, um, well, it's exciting. It's going to, it's going to go big. It's going to be, we're going to make a mark. People are going to I want to copy you, notice. Do what? I believe in you. That's good. <laughs> 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 that's, all, that's it's so, gonna be good. It's gonna be so good. So let's talk about some old school stuff. Uh, 
<clears throat> everybody knows you for going big. And I, I always say Chuck is the most unassuming badass. Because if you had a row of people and you were like, like a lineup and you were like, who do you think is the gnarliest dude in that lineup? They would never pick you, but it would almost always be you. <laughs> and that, that, when I met, I was like, yeah, right. And then I started riding with you and I'm like, fuck. He just like basically looks at some shit and that's it. He's going off the face. <laughs> I kind of enjoyed, like I, I enjoyed not being what people expected. Um, but I have a thing, like, you know, it's been three years since I've ridden a, a full-size bike. Some said the motor had last week or two weeks ago. And I wasn't sure, like, I heard there were some big jumps. And I was at Apollo Raceway, which is an awesome track. Thanks to Matt McCall to say that. Um, they have like a, a main track. Sorry, we gotta track. take drinks. Train, go drink, sorry. What are we doing? You're the train? No, train. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, and I was, you know, Michael's dad and a couple of people were like, oh, just ride the vet track. It's super fun. The jumps are kind of mellow. Like, there's good turns. And I'm like, turning is not what I want to do. Like, I want to jump, but I'm like, <laughs> my. Are these jumps going to be, I didn't know how I was going to feel about all the big jumps, about the couple big jumps on the track. And But when you have my helmet off, I think one way, as soon as my helmet goes on, I completely think completely opposite. Um, so, yeah, put my helmet on. Three years later, I felt fine. Uh, you know, squirrely for sure, a little rusty. The bike was weird, but um, not scared, so that was nice. You wasn't sure ride. if I was going to be scared or not. And that wasn't. Chuck's never so. been scared. Well, I mean, so they, I mean, there's the times when you have your helmet off, you think about it, like, you know, going to events, whatever, um, you, you have all this time when you're looking at the track to think about things. But I guess when you have your helmet on, like, it's time to just go and do it. Which is one of the why I never did, I never did, I never took speed, like, speed checks. And people were like, Derek Cook, who I love, you know, it takes a million speed checks on a ramp, but then he greases it every time his first jump. Same as yourself. Um, and it's, I don't, I don't know what to think of. What do you guys think of when you're doing speed I, checks? I don't know. Probably everything we shouldn't be thinking of. If I go too slow, I'm going too fast. And I don't I'm know. Like, what am I doing? Am I going fast? I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to, I don't know how I'm supposed to you tell. You know what the thing is, once, so. okay, so there are some ways. I mean, if you're going to speed check, if you got somebody else to speed check, if you're yeah. like, yeah, if you're on a flat, if you're oh, on flat ground, following somebody. If you follow somebody and you want to speed check them that way, then that's yes, that way can work. But when you I, just run by yourself and you don't know what no. you're, I'm like, what are you thinking of? Yeah. What are you doing? Like by myself. So, yeah, I didn't so think one, that, one of the very few times I speed checked anything yeah. was the last time I fucking, or not the last time, but it was Guyana, and I was, I was, I got all nervous, and that's why I decided. Normally, I don't do that. I just, I look at it, and I'm like, all right, this fast, and then I just yeah. figure it out. I did that, and it psyched me out completely. It yeah, I like out. to run by it a bunch and get myself psyched out, and then like worry about it, and then. The only times that I like <laughs> to speed check when we go to those events where you have to turn, and then you have ten feet of run before a seventy foot ramp. Like I would practice, I would make sure I could hit the turn. You know, yeah. I maybe mean, sometimes I go on the turn, I didn't get the turn good, like beginning, so I would maybe back out, but I wouldn't. I would never run by the ramp, but I'd maybe have to. Make sure I hit the turn right on my first approach. No, this is I... literally the time I was at Dutour and Chuck was there. And he asks Brody, he's like, you want to practice with me? And Brody says, yeah. 
So then they go up and they get everybody in the riders meeting. We're in like the qualifier practice. So nobody's hit the jumps at all. Like I clearly walked out and I was like, the face of that it has way too much G at the bottom. Like you're not going to be able to do that. They were like, oh, yeah, right. So then Chuck goes, they're actually getting ready to pull pins. And Chuck goes, I want first practice. And everybody goes, uh, gee, okay, go ahead. And uh, he just turned, he then turns to Brody and goes, you cool with that? And of course he probably had already decided what Brody was going to do. We all know. Now, was that a strategic move to like, <laughs> no, that was always, no, because I always want to go first because I don't want to think about like, if I see someone else, like I have my, so people go really slow, they hit really hard, they don't have to carry a lot of speed. Um, watching people to me is a, it makes me think weird. Like, I don't know, like watching different writers go, I'd rather just have, have no thought in my mind except for what I want to do. Don't ever follow so Mad Mike. Do I? Don't ever follow <laughs> Mad Mike. You will go like yeah. 20 feet past the landing. <laughs> I listened to him one time and I was like, oh, you got to hit this fucker hard. <laughs> no. I was like, out in the flat. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't like to see people. And then also, like, the rush isn't there if you know someone's already done it. And you know, when there's the big jumps that people are questioning about this and that, like, you get a much better rush when you're the first one to jump in. When you don't, when people don't know what it's going to be like. So, That's also... I was... I would have liked to have gone to events and only been the first one to practice and then not done the event at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to park right, you okay. and leave. Some of those courses were just, you know, they were tons of fun to ride, and but tricking them all was a different thing. So hard for hard for me to get big tricks on all the big jumps. With once some guys that you know were seem kind of skeptical on hitting, hitting the jumps. Once they hit the jumps, they could do the biggest flip tricks, big everything on these big jumps, and I. Um, you know, I, I seem to mess up a lot, so enjoyed practice. So Chuck literally says, I, I'm standing with him and Brody after, and he goes, I'm going to run by this ramp, this ramp, this ramp, this ramp, and like go through the course. He goes, and then I'm going to turn and I'm just going to jump them in that order. And that's literally <laughs> what he did until he got to like some 96 foot, uh, that big dirt double. That wasn't aimed yeah. at the landing. Do you remember all this, Chuck? Oh, yeah. And uh, he he jumps it and goes all the way down. He's not on the downside. He's on, like, the right side of the ramp, of the landing. And it just runs <laughs> into the ground and pitches him over the bars. And he stands up with his <laughs> visor pressed against his face and just goes. <laughs> that was in Cleveland, right? No, Columbus that was Cleveland Baltimore. Was that was Baltimore, I think. No, because no, I went down off the side in Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore, I hit everything just fine. So he literally turns. So he literally picks his bike up, starts it, Baltimore, and just the, turns I around. I ran the whole course perfectly in Baltimore, and then, then Cleveland the next weekend or the two week whatever it was, a couple weekends later is when is when I went through the whole course and then missed the big jump. I didn't wasn't angled right. But, yeah. You know, I've awesome. had some yeah, bad accidents. I've been missing the. Missing the landings by not, I guess maybe not pre-jumping in this thing. Like out in the hills, I've I've went to the side. Uh, first time I first time I compound fracture my tibia, I 
tore my rotator cuff, broke my rib, my collarbone, all kinds of stuff, knocked out. I was out in Ritchie Canyon, a real big jump, and it's like a tabletop, but shoved um, up a lip. I think it was like 140 feet. The landing was off to the side, and can you, so I've been out there before, but not never even jumped the jump. Like they're just making it. And I went out the one day, and I just kind of, I thought, I jumped it one time. I thought I had the ankle right, and then I just went again. My timing was perfect, but I missed landing to the right hand side. They said I was on the edge of the, on the edge of landing. I don't know. I woke up in the hospital, so, um, you know, that's the best way to get injured. I don't know. Yeah, but um, and then my very first show ever when I was riding for LBZ, they brought me to Hawaii. Uh, it was me, Clifford, out of Tante, and Dan Pastor. We went to Hawaii to do a jump show. And at that time, I only did like heel clickers and can cans. And I wasn't there to do trick. I was there to do to jump a big jump. I was like, awesome. So I went and had an awesome time in Hawaii, 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 for a few days. And then we go to this track, and the landing was 50, eight feet, eight feet tall. Four feet wide. I mean, it's so maybe nine feet tall. It was so small, so skinny. And then they built this lip. They were building it at the time for me. Here's the runway. Of, it was off to the angle, the side, from the ramp. It was 135 feet. That gives you and more downside, though. Do what? That gives you more downside when you jump to landing on an angle. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, you know, of course, I was like, still, this is like, very. I was like, okay, I got it, whatever. I didn't. I was like, I'll get this. Um, so I go, my first jump was like perfect angle, but I was coming up short, came off the bike, landed in the, in the, in the soft side and like got up, went for it again, jumped, perfect timing, missed the landing off to the left. When I did, I had to jump off again, but when I jumped off, I landed in broke my foot and rolled and um, broke my my ankle in Hawaii, not my foot. So and that was for a long time, and that's what caused my – was that break that I went – so I didn't want to go to the doctor there because I was like, next day I was going home. I was living in Santa Monica at the time, so I went to UCLA doctor in L.A. thinking like, you know, I went to a good doctor. And he's like, oh, it's just a sprain. I was like, okay, wow. Surprised me. That's cool. And the guy was a dick. I just said that right away. I thought I was done for riding dirt bikes and then told me I sprained my ankle. Um, it still hurt really bad, but then a couple weeks later, I started riding again. Um, it was actually just a few weeks later that I did the riding for Revelation 199. Uh, when I went with Malcolm McCassie, who was working for Alpine Stars at the time, I forgot how I met him, but I met him. Um, and he was buddies with Travis, and he's like, hey, Travis is filming this video of Christina Ranch. We want you to come and ride in it. And I was like, awesome. So I went up there, and there's some big jumps, if you haven't seen Revelation 199. And I, um, my last job I had was a bartender at TGI Fridays. Loved, loved it, didn't want to quit. I had to quit. They, when I went to Hawaii, I had to quit to go to Hawaii to break mango. Anyways, so I took my, I took my metal bar. My bar. My bar bottle opener, which I still have to this day, um, I put it in the bottom of my, my boot because it was like the perfect length of my boot, but it was just, it didn't move. 
so my foot would go in there and it wouldn't flex at all. Like it would, I had to stand in the middle of the peg, obviously, and I had no flex, and but I could ride and I could jump all their jumps. Um, but then I went for a long time with, uh, and it just kept hurting and hurting. I finally went to the doctor. I mean, like a year or so later, and like, oh, it was broken. You didn't let it heal right. Now the arthritis is so bad, we're gonna need to fuse it. So they scraped out my joint, uh, put a cadaver. I mean, like a whatever cadaver bone, screwed it shut. So now it doesn't go side to side. But that was early on. That was the beginning of my career before anyone really knew who I was. So it doesn't bother me. But all the things that I'm because I I don't take my time to. To line up, I guess. I don't take my time to Now you to know why I've gone by it so I, many times. I'm making sure I'm straight as shit. <laughs> I think now I know what to do. Uh, I feel like I just look yeah. at the ramp and it's like a general area. And like when I'm looking, when I'm hitting it, I just like, I don't feel the same way. It kind of just like it's there and I'm like this fast and then I just go. And then I'm in the air. Yeah. I guess, you know, you just when you, when you hit enough of them, you kind of know the speed you need to go. Um, I, what I, well, I mean, I, you know, I, so like, I always knew how, how fast to go. And I also, I'm one that's not scared to come up a little short, not scared to go a little long. My, my, my bike always set up EBR suspension was the latest guys, Dave Schmidt, Schmidt performance, just throwing those guys out there with the two guys that did my suspension. And I always had a raw car. Like I wanted my suspension to be super stiff with zero rebound in the rear and like kind of average at the front. Because if I came up, I wanted to come up short on a on a on a landing. You know, a lot of times we didn't have rolls in our landings; like it was just angles. You know, so if you roll short at it, seeing guys get bucked over, I could roll short something right out of it. I could flat land a seventy-five foot ramp where you're going thirty feet in the air, and I could ride out. That's why that yeah. suspension I got from because, you. He says it hard as a rock, and I rode yeah, that bike, and I was fantastic. like, I was like, this feels really good for me. Does Chuck really have this shit this hard or what? I also weigh, what you know, one fifty. Yeah, exactly. I weigh one seventy five, and I liked it. So imagine. I've never had my I've had my suspension done for racing, never for freestyle. Yeah. And everyone's like, "You got it," but I'm lighter, Chuck. Yeah, what's uh? I liked it super. Like I didn't prepare to land smoothly. I wanted to be be prepared to mess up. So as long as. You know, as long as you rode away, it was a good landing, in my opinion. Like, your first jump, which is everyone's always, you know, the sketchy jump is your first jump. Where are you going to land? Like, that's, I wasn't that worried. And that's one thing at the track out at Paula. Um, a couple of the big jumps, like, uh, they were putting a couple sections together. The landings kind of also take off, but everything had a, a mellow enough lift that even I was on a bone stock Yamaha suspension that was horrible. I knew that if there's any, if I cased anything, I could ride out of it. Yeah. And you can so sit off the, the faces even. On 90 what? You can sit off the faces on a moto track on 90% of the stuff. Yeah. I was scared to see bounce. Uh, that bike it had so much rebound in the rear. Like it was so fast. My bike, another thing from about 2006 on, like, Whenever I go to a new location, my first jump was uh, always a sea bounce. When I jumped a new ramp, I sea bounce. That's I tried to show my timing was better. That sounds really good. Did a show in Little Rock, <laughs> and you went first thing like hit it, and I was like, no, he's gonna see. Like I, that just scared the shit out of me watching a sea bounce first jump. 
Because I always just go long and then reel it in. Yeah. So I don't go long to my fucking to my face. Well, you know, like people like if you just sit back a little bit on, on sea bounce and ramps. You know, some ramps have a uh, kick your nose down, smoke a little high up. Like to me, sea bouncing would always make it most level on any style of any kind of, kind of kick was the most level sea bouncing. Ah, oh, that scares me. But I wanted to sea bounce at the track with the ramp. I mean, the bike. Yeah, yeah, I was riding a YZ450, um, Vital and Max loaned the bike to Michael, Michael Lee, who's, you know, it's my partner, um, and it was just like a, a casual ride day, I had a couple guys out riding from out of town, Michael's like, yeah, you, you take turns on my bike, I was like, hell yes, let's go ride. Um, so it was not set up, like, Michael can hold ass on it, so maybe the bike suspension was set up for going fast. But I don't go fast in the track. I wasn't trying to go fast. Like back in the day, I used to be, de- you know, decent fast. But I wasn't trying to go fast or whatever. Just going at an average speed or just bouncing, 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 bouncing. I watched his um, own videos of him and Bob racing on 80s. Yeah. Back in the day. On BHS. Apparently, yep. Chuck was just a mini My prodigy. My first race was 1993, Rio Bravo MX. Which no Rio Bravo has tons of My history. My first race was 93. It was what year? 1993. I'm, I'm old, but not that old. 1993. Mine was 93 was at Raceway Park, English Town. Awesome. Yeah, Rio's still going. Um, tracks in Houston are this some good ones. But I grew up, you know, racing mostly Texas. Northern Texas at the time, there was like Rio Bravo and there was two night EMX and then Highland Open, but the tracks were the competition in Houston wasn't big at the time. There weren't that many riders compared to what there is now. So we'd travel up north to the bigger, the bigger events. Um, so where's the accent? You don't have a Texas accent? No, I was born in Mississippi till I was six, then grew up in Texas till I was nine, till I was twenty, then in California. Um, a while back to Texas, back in California. I don't really have an accent. Everyone's always like, you don't have an accent for anywhere. I'm like, well, I'm from everywhere. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also love it. Uh, hey, dog. Knock it off. That's Stella? What dog is that? <laughs> yeah, Stella and Marley are having a war right now, sprinting back and forth through the house. Because I don't get to see you, too. How many people are online right now? Are we at 12? Four. We had six at the most. Sounds um, but uh, Lindsay and Janie and Jeff are watching. Tongue and Groove. So that's the four people that are online? Yeah. Well, yeah. they're on one computer, I'm assuming. So, oh, okay. awesome. so awesome. we're going to just time our number by two. Say, say there's eight. I missed, okay. <laughs> I, missed, I, I missed Tongue and Groove. I've had some good times at Tongue and Groove. Yeah. Maybe we're on the Jumbotron at Tongue and Groove. So. I forgot that Nick was there for that. I was like, what's he talking about? So I'm, I mentioned you said something about Adam Barker earlier, and it's maybe I'll log on, but Adam Fresno Smith, too, he's working on Fresno Smith, too. I heard something about that. And I said, did you have to give me a good party? He goes, I will. He goes, if you take it serious. He's like, I mean, this is going to be legit. We're going to try to make it like a good movie, you know? And I'm like, for sure, I'm not going to. We've also, 
I guess they've written a story and then they decided to change it up, but I'm not sure if my character's still going to be the same, but I'm going to be the bad guy. Did you show him your headshot? Did I show him what? Your headshot? Did you send him your headshot? And that's how you got in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adam Barker's accent, though. I met Adam Barker from, uh, well, I can go back to that. Anyways, Adam Barker known him for a long time. Um, so, he says he's going to give me a spot. But Adam Barker, talking about old days. I met Adam Barker filming for Wrathchild. Remember that video, Wrathchild? Yeah. Yep. So, of course. when I moved to... Hey, we're back to up this, to six people. We're back up to six. <laughs> so, I went, I went to... <laughs> six Jumbotrons. So, in 1999, I moved to California. And I was going to be either, either a freestyler or a stuntman. One of the two. I was like, I'm going to go do jumps my my fight. Um, Jay Grimm, who was a writer from Texas that uh, had been living in Houston for a while, uh, was a good friend of mine. He was moving to California to be a mechanic for Jimmy Barnes. Um, and he's like, I was like, dude, I want to go. He's like, come out here and stay with us. Uh, he's like, do you stay at Jimmy's place? Do you get a place? So at the time, I was working at TJ Fridays in Houston. I talked to my manager, and I was like, talked about getting a job, and um, they would get, line me up with a, a job in, in California. So I was like, sweet, I have a job, I have a place to stay, let's go. So I sold my Jeep, uh, got a van, traded Jay Grimm, his dad, for a van, <laughs> for my van, and uh, filled it up with the bike and a few stuff and moved to California. Stayed with uh, Jimmy Barris for a couple weeks, found an apartment in uh, Redlands, California. Was living there, going working at TJ Fridays, going to Riverside Community College, chasing the dream. Um, so luckily, you know, Jimmy uh, was like best friends with Doug Parsons, and those guys had tons of tons of ins, tons of contacts. So those guys were filming, went to go filming for a video called Wrathchild, and we went out riding at some spot that was like the biggest jumps I'd seen. It was these those two guys, Tommy Clowers, Trevor Vines. Uh, Twitch, when he was still on 125, comes out. Sink Mars was there. Uh, and Chris Ward, I think. Maybe someone else. Regan Sink Mars. Was that a Godfrey movie? No. Godfrey was, didn't come until much later. Who made that? Adam Barker and Troy Adamitis. Oh, okay. So you saw those motor the movies, I think, now? He's, I remember watching them talking about the making of it and doing different, not making it like a typical... Crusty yeah. Troy, I mean, Troy and Adam, they, Ratchild was like, either way, so they let me come ride the second day. I met them one day. I went and rode the second day, the same place. I was like, yeah, I'll jump these things. So I did some big jumps, um, the big 130 step up. And then we go to this tabletop, it's 130 feet. Um, and there's a helicopter up there, filming helicopter. And I was pumped. I was like, okay, I jumped the jump a couple of times. I had it down. And. When I say 130 feet, like, you know, there's a, a poppy booter, 130 feet. And here comes the helicopter. It was like, my turn to go. I was like, oh, man. So I just whipped it a little bit just to feel what it was like, just to, just to feel a whip. And I whipped it out and brought it back. How I normally do when on small jumps, you have to bring it back early. Brought it back too early, so it floats over to the side, high side, and get tossed, tumbled. Um, I wake up, and Troy Adamitis is there. Filming, me, going, you okay? And Troy was in the helicopter. I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I get up and I go riding. Like, you can't ride again. I was like, dude, I was just, I didn't get, I didn't think I got knocked out. Troy's like, I landed, we landed in the helicopter and I woke and I'm, I'm here. You've been out. I was like, oh, okay. So anyways, and then we went and filmed 
Uh, we went and filmed. We rode Nocatillo. Super windy that day. Uh, I only did some small jumps, but I did the small jumps other people do it. Except for Chris Roark did some stuff I, I jumped it. No one else did. And then uh, we went and rode out in Beaumont. I did some cool shots, like uh, training with Trevor Vines and Jimmy Barr. So I was like, I was like so pumped for this movie to come out. I was like, I'm going to ha have some cool ass shots. I'm just, like, have to. It's awesome. Whole movie, nothing. Oh, not even your wreck? The very last shot is me wrecking. The very last shot of that shot. <laughs> Is me wrecking, and I was like, son. <laughs> didn't have my name on it. Thank you. And I was like, so my name wasn't there. Just shows here's a guy in Yamaha. I was Yamaha at the time. So look for Rathtrout to beat us out there somewhere. The very last clip of the of the movie is me getting knocked out. But that's what I meant, trying to, uh, Trevor, blah. Troy Adamitis and Adam Barker. And then uh, then Chapter 1 came around. So they, I filmed with them for that. Is that it? And that's why you were then like, listen, you can use this footage, but you got to use no. the footage of me no. getting over it. No, no, okay. Yeah, right there. That's me. Oh, no oh. way. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that like a million times. I didn't know that was you. Yeah. That's me. That's me. <laughs> I always thought oh, that was Jimmy Varis or whatever no, because he was riding Yamaha through the whole right thing. After it. Yeah. Damn. So, um, Chapter one comes around, and Jimmy, uh, Jimmy knew these guys, the Neshers, that, that lived in Banning, that had a little private practice track that Jimmy would go ride at, and Jimmy's like, hey, let's build, let, they let him build jumps out there, so he had these ideas for these jumps, Dan Herrick came out and built these massive jumps, um, and I was like, sweet, I hung out with those guys all the time, I was going to ride it, so they built a 130-foot, um, Double, big booter. No one wanted to jump in. I was like, I got it, you know. So as you'll see, like no one knew how fast to go. Everyone was like, this, this, and that. I had no clue. This was, I didn't know how to do this stuff. You know, I was in gear, probably you know one gear too too fast. I had the longest runway, thinking you had to, you know, we didn't know how to jump these big jumps at the time. No one could tell me what to do. And so <laughs> I overshot the jump and. You see, Ratchet, that's one why I overshoot, go tumbling, like, on flat ground. Um, but I'll say, like, the day I jumped at, like, Trevor Vines was there, uh, Kenny Bartram, Tommy Clowers, like, there were a lot of Parsons, uh, Tyler Evans, like, there was a lot of big names there not jumping it, and I was, um, Did you, you know, jump that before um, uh, Willow or uh, McGrath or anybody? Before anyone. Okay, so then, so <laughs> Okay, so then they then they then they built these double doubles. Uh, they were on the hill, different jumps, but the first one was one thirty-five, and and you had a, a super super weird angle. Uh, and then the second one was I think it was one twenty-five. So those are uh, the ones like, that you crashed you, on a bunch. They had big valleys in them, so yeah. you, like they looked even bigger than they were. Yeah. Dane Aaron, you know you know Dane jumps massive. You know, the, there were walls. We're jumping like so. No one wanted to jump it again. So we were out there, and I I went for the first 135. And I landed on the left-hand side. I go up there, and then I go to Temple and go down. Um, and then another one of those, something like that, like a little fumble. And then I get it aligned up right, and then I hit the next one. Well, actually, 
125, I jumped it first by rolling over the landing of the 135 and just pinning it in third. And it was like perfect timing. So I did the second one before I did the first one. And then when I did the first one, I got them both together. And then no one else wanted to jump that 135, so they took the time and they moved the, the lip to the right. So then the lip, the jump became one, like 125 or 130, a little bit shorter. Had a straighter run, but then you had a, a turn. Like you, had a, you couldn't sweep it. You had to like kind of sharp turn to the slip. Anyways, I jumped that one fine. Um, and the last day, that one time, I don't know, on the second jump, once again, I got a little sideways. Wasn't ready for that one. Threw me down, knocked out. But um, we were there filming for a total of seven days. No one jumped into the last day. Uh, McGrath tried that one time, uh, jumped the first one of the double-double, came up short, uh, hurt his wrist, didn't race Mammoth the next weekend, or like two weeks later because of that. He made us just, you know, media was something else, but he didn't go race Mammoth because of that. Um, and then the very last day, Chris Rourke jumps it, jumps everything perfect, badass, like kills it, yeah. but um, it was the seventh day. And there were a lot of guys that went out there, and Chris was the only person besides me to jump the two. So then was we that I Willow? Me, you know, Didn't Willow jump, I did the or was that different jumps? That was, the, that, was the flat, that was the flat one. That was the 130 flat one. Okay. So then, um, you know, all these days I did my crashes. I jumped it so many, plenty of times. Um, it was a while later. Adam calls me up. He's like, hey, man, he goes, I don't care. We have this idea for want to give you your own part in the in the – in the video, can we come out there and, uh, and do some some video of you, like like it was there, you know? So I'm like, yeah, sure. And I thought it was cool to be in a video. So he comes to me, and, and all the the talking of me in my van, all the me laying in the back of my van, holding my neck, was like fake. That was just all fake. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're ruining the this whole movie for me, John. Killing. Hey, it's killing. <laughs> There's Adam's lines for me to say. You can show whatever you want as long as you show me, as long as you show that I make it. Like, that was what he told me to say. And I was like, you know, okay, cool. And um, I thought it was going to be used in a um, in a way that this guy was crazy. Look what he went through to finally do it is what I thought it was going to be. And then, then the video comes out. Like, we went to Vegas, Supercross for now. There was like a, I forget what it was. It was some show. I forget where we watched. Anyways, I was in Vegas and watched it. And, um, maybe it was not there. That was it. Anyways, whole point was my part comes up, crash test dummies are blowing into the car. Is this and that? <laughs> it shows crash and from like three different angles. So it looks like it's more than one crash, but it's like three different angles from the same crash. And this, and I'm just like, once again, sons of bitches. Like, so, <laughs> I was so pissed off. You wanted to be a stuntman. That's basically a stuntman. You know, I, yeah. So I just, um, then I called Adam angry, whatever, and it's he's like, dude, he's like, dude, he's like, trust me, he's like, now I know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in um, no press is bad press. Firm believer in that. I didn't believe in that at the time, because the longest time people would see me, oh, you're the chapter one, never made it, I never made it, ha ha, just kidding. That's all I ever heard until, until uh, X Games, and finally like. 75% people knew me from, from X Games, and still 25% people knew me from Chapter 1. I'm like, really? So, um, 
Adam Barker done a lot with them. They filmed other times. I went well. Uh, when I won X Games 2004, Adam had a, a custom shirt made that said Huckachuck on it. He was there at X Games filming or whatever he was filming for. I sporting my shirt and, uh, you know, he was friends with a lot of the, the militia guys, with everyone at the time. And at the time, there was kind of a separation between the militias and the non militias and this and that. And, and me being uh, Alex Thompson's boyfriend, so. me, being, me being the owner of Freestyle Sex, <laughs> boyfriend who people hated, you know, and like, they didn't like me. So anyway, they were so mad at Adam for wearing this shirt. They were pissed off. Like, what the hell are you doing wearing that? That's this awful. Like, and he's like, what? They're my friends. I mean, he's like, I'm here to support them. See, was... I like Adam already. And now that made me like him more. Oh. Michael, what are you doing? You're on that show. Sorry. Yeah, you're on the show too. What's going on? You're on speakerphone. You're on speakerphone. Yeah, how's it going, guys? What's up? Fantastic. Talking about old days, Michael, because that's all I have to talk about are old days. We already talked about Camus, told him how awesome Camus is. So now we just have to back up to my old days. Old days, man, I, I haven't even seen any old videos. I just watched my first time watching what was it, Chapter 1. He's never yeah. seen So Michael Lee was best out on He doesn't know, like, he's never seen any motocross videos, like, didn't know anything about anything. So like, you were just some nerd that come up to him at the damn radio show. He was just uh, raised to ride dirt bikes. All he did was ride dirt bikes. He just rode dirt bikes. That's all he did. I rode dirt bikes and played on my pit bike every dang day. No, I'm talking about Chuck was just some nerd that come up to you and was like, hey, man, like, I'd like oh, to, I, I really it, like uh, Canvas and Max. Escondido Action Sports Show. So he said that I'm a nerd that I come up to you, wanted to talk about Canvas. Yeah, you didn't you, know how I was. Well, at least he knew I, was, I had something I was there to talk about myself. On the radio show, so he's like, "Oh, that guy." Hey, I, you know, do you remember Sloan? Ask him if he remembers Sloan. Did Jordy hang up on him? No, he's still on. Sloan, do you do you remember Sloan, Michael? Sloan who? Paul. Personally, Sloan who? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, do what? My sister used to date a Sloan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we already talked about that. Maybe Sloan told me that, or somebody. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. When we were at X Games. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, back in the day. Okay, Michael, I'll talk to you later. Unless you have some like brilliant, unless you just told me you came to tell me that we just got a huge giant order, then that we can tell everyone about that. No. No, I've just got I've got groundbreaking ideas that I just thought of in my head. And, uh, we won't yeah. tell anyone. I told him about that. I was like, I was trying to tease the thing. I was like, I can't. I don't even know what to say. Like in a month, it's going to be awesome, but I don't know how to no, even no, tease we're it. Not telling nobody nothing. There's okay. only four people Six listening. People know about Listen. it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> write it down. Write it down. Write it down, Michael. Write it down. All right. All right. Man, celebrity guest appearance. You gotta write, down. You gotta write down ideas because I forget. Gonna zoom in on that. This is my um, enhance. <laughs> this is my this is my list for Monday. I just de dealer emails for jerseys. Deal that. Scotch dealer. I gotta do stuff. Oh yeah, I'm also um. I'm outside sales rep for Scotch Industries. Scotch Industries is awesome. What's Scotch? Uh, they are consumer electronics and car audio. <laughs> so Scotch, uh, they were one of my first like outside the industry big sponsors in 2003. I met them through Dan McGranahan. Um, no, I met them through well through Dan, but through Johnny Johnny Evanall, who got me riding some 
Dan McGrenahan shows who then knew the guys at, at Soundcase. Soundcase sponsored me. Soundcase made CD cases. Remember when everyone was like, you had to have a cool CD case. Like, it was like, it was velvet, plush, <laughs> kids these days. Clint, you had CD cases, right? Yeah. Anyways, Soundcase was a, like, you know, the sister company of Skosh. Uh, Skosh started it with car audio stuff. Like, they make speakers. Um, I won... I won a car at X Games when I won. I got an athlete of the games. Got a, won a Saturn Redline View that was awesome. And then they just decked it out with the system. It was amazing. Um, but nowadays, what they mostly do is consumer electronics stuff for your, for your cell phone. They're in, they're in Walmart's, Target's, AT and T stores. Like they have cables, speakers, everything for your iPhone. So they now have a licensing agreement with Rockstar Energy Drink. And um, I saw that in the magazine. Yeah. And it's the, this Rockstar products are only going to be sold at Power Sport dealers. You can't buy them on Amazon or at Walmart. Um, and like they have full waterproof, like outdoor rugged speakers that you cannot destroy. Uh, they have lifetime warranties on a on a phone charge. Clint, when I would travel all the time, like how how often, how long do your phone chargers work? Your phone cables, like they go out all the time. Yeah. Yes, it would only be five ten dollars. Do what? It's unheard of lifetime warranty. It's, so, that lifetime warranty, because we're, <laughs> we're talking about it. You're the guest. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. How can I deal with yeah. this? Let me show you this. Look at this bag here. Look at this custom bag that we made in canvas. So we make bags. Look at this. Uh, Does it play music? Can I charge my a, phone off it? Here's what I talk about. So, Michael and I, we, we talk on, uh, on Skype every day. And my, I have a one-year-old daughter, 13-month-old daughter, who is here downstairs. Uh, who her, My mother-in-law comes and watches her during the day. So they make a little noise downstairs. I'm in a loft, so there's no like sound barrier. And he's, so easily, he's very easily distracted. What? Is what? <laughs> <laughs> he's what? easily distracted. <laughs> yes, I'm so distracted. I have a, I have left frontal brain damage, Clint. Can I tell you about that? Doesn't um, have that. You didn't actually get that specific, but I, I'm afraid to go get. Uh, I don't want to get scanned. So after I quit, after I quit, with riding dirt bikes for a job, um, started doing working with venture capital, doing work, investment work, and startup companies. Ran into Motorpet. Um, I was one of the founders of Motoped and helped start that company. I've never worked so many at the, at the time. I've now worked just as hard, but at the time I never worked so, so many hours on a computer trying to just do a million things. Um, and back in, back in like 2006, I tried some ADD medicine, uh, when I was riding because I started catching myself, I was going to the ramp and I'd be thinking about something completely different than what I'm about to do. And here I am going towards the ramp. Um, so I was like, I need to try some, some ADD drugs. And so I went to the doctor, got some, um, it was, it was awesome, but I, I could totally focus. My writing was so good, but normally weighing 150, I dropped down to like 137. And I was oh, like, I'm three months. And I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> so I got off of it. Then did try it again. Until um, was working with Motivate, and 
my insurance, uh, the psychiatrist said, like, they only prescribe Adderall for someone that has ADHD. And I was like, well, you asked me the basic example questions. I have ADHD. She's like, well, you need to, you need to go to a psychologist for an exam. I'm like, okay. So I went to a psychologist with a six-hour brain test. So they didn't, like, scan my head, but it was like, the most exhausting test I've ever taken in my life. It's been a long time since I've taken a test. Um, I had to do all these word problems and math problems and remembering weird things and this and that uh, and come to the conclusion at the end of the day, she says, my memory is great with numbers, horrible with names. My speaking, I, my mumbling and slurring is um, from my, everything's on the left frontal brain, left frontal lobe, all the trouble that I have, um, short-term memory, long-term memory, my memory, everything is there. I can get numbers. Numbers on your right side. I can put numbers together. I can remember remember numbers good, but words and names I have to work hard on. So um, it's equivalent. So she said that I do not have ADHD, but I have the similar similar um, you know circumstances as someone that does because I have brain damage. Hmm. So I uh, I can now get Adderall, and during the day I can focus. Do you want to hear my Adderall story? Somebody from Wisconsin found some <laughs> found some Adderall in the back of one of the cars that was going to get crushed by the monster trucks. So, <laughs> How do you know it was Adderall? How did this person it was clearly, know it was, it, it was in a prescription. It was in a prescription bottle, and he's like, he's <laughs> like, he's like, hey, let's. I've seen Adderall before, all right? Wait, you hear that? It, it was the capsules. Oh, train drink. Yep. Speaking of Adderall, I'll be right back. And I think I got that frontal brain shit, too. Yeah. Probably well, do. Only because I, I was in a coma. I was in a coma for a while. My head swelled up. And then I, my brain was bleeding. And that's, I can't remember shit. So my left, well, my 05 really bad crash turned down Memphis, Tennessee. Or maybe it was Nashville. One of those Tennessee Doug places. Doug took a picture of. I <laughs> I hit down to my left left front on that. I was going to ask you, know, which way do you uh, turn down? To the right? Turn down to the right. Yeah. So then you I come back, back exactly. Up. Just whoop. That was a big one. It was a big one. It didn't come back straight. Um, I was out for 26 minutes. I wasn't in a coma, but I was out for, they said, 26 minutes. Um, and that was one that I... Don't know if you recall hey, that guy was dumb. Oh, hello. Oh. I killed Nick. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I like some, some... My brain was messed up for about a year and a half. I, I felt that description was drunk. I couldn't see straight. It was like, not like a blurry straight, but it was like a, a wobbly, dunk, drunk, dizzy for a year and a half. So that was bad. I kind of hurt my writing a little bit. but I remember... Uh, that's when I... I went to X Games 2005 with one week of practice because I shouldn't have been riding. My head was hurt. Obviously, it didn't turn out so good. 05 X Games crashed. But, um, that, that, that had that to have been, I mean, been knocked out numerous times, but that was the one time that I was. Or winter. I'm saying was the brain damage time. So, anyway, back to my Adderall story. Okay, he, so said, he said that it was like baby Coke, it wasn't that strong. And so then. We did a bunch of it, and then we found out that it was time release, so then we didn't sleep all night. So then about 
about three or four o'clock, they're like, hey, what are you going to do? And I'm like, well, I'm going to do more because I'm starting to get tired and we got another show to ride tonight. <laughs> so I did some more and then I fucking killed the show that night. Killing it. I was focused as shit. <laughs> I don't take time release. That's when I lost so much weight. I took a time release of something else. Time release, like it lasted for 13 hours yeah. a day. And then no the, shit. I could, 13, yeah. <laughs> don't I, do that like 10 o'clock at night because you will not I sleep. I was so... Because oh. I was in Camp Chuck, I was outside working nonstop 13 hours. I, I would forget to eat. That's why. Anyway, then I took him off of it and I was super grouchy. So now oh. bad all I take is not... It's just like, hey. it's good for a few hours. Let's settle down, everyone. Good. Is that your first beer, Chuck? Of the day, yes. He's been you milking that one. Take your beer. What do you mean? Well, you you forgot because you're forgetful because you hit your head, so you got to drink. I only drink one beer a day. I don't drink this. It's supposed to be low. Let's see your abs, Chuck. I, I drink a beer nearly every day, but only one of them. All right. Next, next time. Next you're very controlled. I don't know how to you're take that one. Listen, I've only had hey. one drink, but it's only because I haven't let it get completely empty, and I just keep adding tequila <laughs> and then more water. What do you got, tequila? Drink. Yeah. Of course. Of course. The good no. shit. No. Hey, anybody wants a really good tequila that the price point is good, get up on this. Patron, Nobody wants tequila. Patron is shit. You people just pay him for the name. I'm a nice guy, and tequila makes me mad and angry. So I don't drink it. Well, yeah. No, it doesn't. Look Clint at me. It doesn't. Look at me. You know, here's the thing: the two alcohols I drink, tequila and whiskey. <laughs> yeah, whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey. Yeah, but though. name one that doesn't make people ma a maniac. Like, yeah. oh, I drink vodka. No, you're psycho. That's why I drink beer. One a day. What's yeah, that, what's it's good for you. It's good for you. Hey, you know what? Hey, Greg Hartman. Greg Hartman is one of my favorite people ever. Um, you know, he was in a coma for six weeks or so. Uh, he's doctor's brain doctor. A beer a day is good for his brain. And I'm like, perfect. Of course Why? It because it thins your good. blood? Five's better, right? <laughs> it's for my brain recovery. I drink a beer for brain recovery. Because I need it. I smoke the Chiba for brain recovery. That's good. That's, I can't believe we've been on for an hour and nine minutes. What have we talked about for an hour and nine minutes? You. You going big. It's all Chuck. Tricks and, and Tricks, gear. canvas, work, whatever. You know you got... No heat labels. We got sub-dyed. Yeah, yeah. We got... <laughs> we got... Hey, Chuck, right now you got the first person ever to do a backflip on a four-wheeler watching you. Oh, he's on? Yeah. UTA? The Wheelers. That's what he wrote in the chat room. Wheelers. <laughs> Told him nuke the Wheelers. Uh-oh. Chuck turned his computer on. We lost him. I should have. I'm like, <laughs> I should log on YouTube so I can get one extra person watching. Um. Hey, what do you think about Supercross? Have you been paying attention? Uh, always paying attention. You're in the land always. of Supercross. <laughs> Oh, there it is. Echo, echo, echo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's uh, another person. Um, yeah, I'm way more of a Supercross fan than anything else. Yeah. Um, um, I don't like... I think freestylers is fun. I don't care to watch freestyle. I like watching racing. Um, 
yeah, I'm. Uh, it's been a good. It's been a good season. I'm. Uh, I'm surprised. I mean, it's last. I was happy that Eli came back and was like going to go to the last round, and he had that huge just off night. Yeah. So that was a uh, you know, but I'm a I'm a Dungey and Eli fan. Like either one of them wins, I'm fine with. But I I'm just uh, I enjoyed. I wanted it to come down to like the last round because it's been so long until there was a you know a tight championship to the end. Tight championship, yeah. So that's that's been the good part. I mean, they're still so pretty do you close. Think, uh, you think Tomac's throwing it in? Like, that seemed kind of like, I don't know, like he's taking a while to get on the bike. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was, um. The whole thing was weird. That night, yeah, yeah. New Jersey. It was, uh, Gets weird here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes it does. We all, we all, everyone learned that when they watched the Jersey, uh, Jersey Shore. Uh, we all learned about Jersey, Jersey yeah. Shore. Because yeah. now that's how exactly how everywhere in New Jersey is, it's Jersey Shore. No, right? I know. Believe me. Listen, I traveled the country being a person from New Jersey during the time that bullshit yeah. was on TV. Yeah. That's all <laughs> I fucking... to have. Oh, man. Yeah. And you know what? The other thing is any – there was that was the era of reality TV. And for some reason, yeah. anytime somebody was from New Jersey, on they would go, Yo, Jersey! And I'm like, hey, shut the fuck up. All right? <laughs> Somebody goes, hey, I think that guy's from New Jersey. I was like, he hasn't screamed it out loud yet. Obviously, he's not. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> we will tell you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, I could always, you know, I could talk about my history for hours. So that's too long. And we talked about Canvas. Talked about Skosh. Okay. Let's talk about uh, Guyana. Clint's re most recent trip. We never got to it last weekend. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I watched that video today. That was good. I uh, <clears throat> Chuck has no idea what you're talking about. But it's I saw you. Uh, come on, I follow Two Wheels to Freedom, <laughs> and I follow you on Instagram, so I know everything you do, Clint. Um, yeah, we you went see? to uh, went to Guyana, did a th over a thousand miles on a dirt bike. I didn't realize that it was going to be quite that long. How far? Over a thousand. How many days did that take? Seven. So we did. A, How bad, bad was your monkey butt? It wasn't bad. I stood most of the time. Yeah. To tell you the truth, I could barely walk because my leg didn't want to function after that. But uh, I stood most of the time because I was on a moto bike. So it was kind of a little bit rough for riding through the trails for that long anyway. And um, 450. I was on a YZF 450 the first two days, and then it blew up. And then uh, I got on a CRF 450. What do you got going on here, Nick? I got people. This is. Uh... What's going on? Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? Like in some like? Are you at the the coffee shop? No, I'm in my office. This is his, coffee shop. his office where they coffee. work. Yeah, giving you a beer. All day long, when a when a train passes there, they slam a beer. They're nice. like they're working, they're having a meeting. All of a sudden, a train goes by. They're like, everybody get a fucking an uh, old style. <laughs> After hours. Everybody get an After old hours. style. Let's slam this thing. <laughs> right? Because that's what motivated. you guys slam is old style in Illinois, right? Chuck gets it, drinks his one beer a day. You gotta stay motivated. So man, yeah. How successful he is. The weekends I may have too. Maybe, but 
Um, you seen, know, I've seen Chuck have a couple. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a, <laughs> obviously there's you know there's, there's there's the time for that, but I mean, Canvas this year for the past year and a half, I've been. Um, Michael and I both working seven days a week, so I mean, so much trying to get things going, and things are they're almost they're they're good. I mean, we're doing good now, you and um, but it's just getting going to get better. We, yeah. Well, and you got a you got a bambino now. That's a motivator, right? Yes. Majorly. I made two two new decisions based off of things that. All right, so back to Guyana. <laughs> what? Yeah, sorry, go on, Clint. So, yeah, we did 1,000 miles. We rode uh, to the border of Guyana and Brazil. We bathed in the rivers. There was no... I saw your white devil ass <laughs> yeah. bathing in the river. Yo, the, the driver <laughs> kept going. I watched it. I was my dad. He goes, he's not going to get in that water, is he? Because <laughs> he thought it was like crocodile infested or something. I'm literally, uh, everybody just goes, hey, white boy. That was just me the whole time. So the, <laughs> the driver of the truck, of like the backup truck, the entire time is just going, hey, don't get in the shade. Go into the sun. Go stand <laughs> in the sun. I'm like, listen, it's not that easy because I'm going to be red and all that shit's going to peel know. off. Yeah, I can't just stand the sun. But uh, awesome. <clears throat> We visited Amerindian villages and uh, ate fruit off all the trees, and it was a pretty epic time. I would suggest anybody. I'm going to try and uh, set it up, but I want to go back next year already. Probably ride a better suited motorcycle, like an enduro motorcycle, but uh, other than that. So do you have like a, a chase truck come with you or yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. We got the truck follow us with all of our fuel. Here's the thing is all those villages, like... You literally get fuel in five gallon or fifty five gallon barrels. Like so we would apparently they shipped barrels out and we had gas waiting for us in villages because there these villages literally there's no electricity in most of the there's like the store that has electricity. The rest of everybody's houses don't. We slept in hammocks just in uh little huts with literally like um palm trees or palm leaves like thatch like woven into the roof that was the roof there was no i saw one of those pictures yeah I mean, all i can think about was like snakes yeah oh, yeah it's big spiders just crawling in there with you well it was the mosquitoes and i got eaten the one time uh, we got into another river and for some reason when i got out the flies just attacked me and bit me and i had bumps all over my back and chest and shit but uh the white devil yeah i was delicious apparently i think it's all the preservatives that we <laughs> eat in america the bugs are like oh this shit this, this is great <laughs> okay guys um you guys can keep chatting some 15 i gotta we're not going to we can't do it i'm gonna bathe I'm my, my daughter and put her to bed Uh, You're thought, a faker, Chuck. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I, it's empty. I'm not gonna run downstairs, and open a beer for one sip. I so. thought Graham. Yeah, but I have Go a daughter. Get another beer, um, Chuck. I have, a, I have a freaking badass daughter. We spend some time with, give her a bath, put her to bed. It's what time. about your wife? 
she's with her right now. My wife is awesome, but I like to spend time with my with my daughter. So I'm not, I don't want my wife to just do all the work for me. Well, I know. I was just asking how your wife was. All of a sudden, you oh, turned it doing, into like you're like you're she, like she's cool or whatever. But I'm trying to awesome. see my daughter. <laughs> she's awesome. I'm just trying to. I thought you were trying to say like, well, what can't your wife do it? No, so that's, that's not what I was saying. I love Sandy. Uh, making me yeah, sad. Sandy, Chuck, I haven't. I wish I could just see my kids. Yeah. <laughs> He's full of shit. <laughs> he follows them around, Snapchatting them all day long. <laughs> well, Follow Sandra Carruthers on Snapchat, you'll see my daughter. I know, she finally, she hadn't liked anything that I posted in forever until I posted your face up there, and then that was it. She's on there well, liking course. it. Of course. Well, yeah, she's spending, she spends her time on Snapchat, not on other stuff. Well, I got her on there. She's not sending me shit. WTF, yeah. Sandra G. <laughs> See, I tell her. I'm sure she can hear hear me downstairs. She's probably sitting in the living room right there. No, she's not. I think she's at our neighbor's. So, Uh, well, where is the baby? Where is the baby? Two doors down. She just runs around. Two doors down is um, our friends we met living here. They have a daughter that's five months older than Mia. So they're like best friends. Our baby, our kids are best friends. Like, um, such good friends. Parents, the kids' parents are awesome. So we. We pretty much eat at each other's house like every night, and even though I've already ate here because I made chili today, it didn't turn out so good. But I ate before I got on the show. I'm never <laughs> eating now. <laughs> I'm gonna go see what Ben's up to. Nice meeting you guys. Yeah, see, tell yeah. Ben I said what's up. Chat. Tell Ben we all said hi. As soon as Chuck leaves, I'm bringing those two guys back, and they're going to talk about their kids. And we're just going to baby talk <laughs> until Clint signs I, off. You know what? I can talk about, I can talk about my kid forever. It's what's, what's, what's well, annoying. Yeah, I can talk like, about my kid forever. I was totally the person. I was totally the person. That, not into kids. I'm like, uh, you know, like, uh, then I got older, and all of a sudden I met a, a wife who I thought would be an awesome mom, and I have an amazing kid, and I... And so pumped on it. So I don't get to hang. I don't hang out as much, but I'd rather hang out with my daughter than than most other people. So that's Just, it. Next week, my kids are on the podcast. I'm bringing yeah. them in. Chuck's yeah. not topping me on this shit. Hey, Mia, Mia will come. She'll say hola to you guys. Hola. What? Hola. What is she speaking? How old is she now? I don't know. Some shit. Another language. Thirteen months. Thirteen. Well, months. my my wife's from El Salvador, and she speaks fluent. Spanish and uh, my mother-in-law is obviously El um, Salvador. She only speaks speaks to my daughter in Spanish. We want her to learn Spanish first. She's but she's learning like Spanish. She says some the easy words in Spanish she says and the easy words in English she says. So she has Spanish. Have you All talked right. to Javier about that whole? No. So when I was around them, they he even said. He was like, uh, they don't realize they're speaking in two languages until they're yeah. like two or three. And then yes. they actually like break it up because they would talk to me. I remember being around them and it, I was like, what the hell did he just say? <laughs> like, yeah. I got like half of that sentence. The rest of it was gibberish. I'm not sure what's going on. He's like, that's his own like little, you know, like you said, they're, so they even though I took a couple together. years of Spanish in high school, I don't remember, you know, I'm relearning it 
as, as she learns that I'm relearning it, so that her mom, her and her mom can't talk about me behind my back when they're older. Oh, so I have to learn it. That's how the regardless. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's well, how I mean, the They can talk about me behind my back. They can't talk about me in front of my face. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I no, girls can do that, dude. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's Javier's issue. Is there? Claudia is learning English better and better. Yes. He's like, I can't just talk <laughs> whatever I want. <laughs> yes. He's got to watch his mouth now. He's got to watch it. Watch out, Javier. Okay, guys, I'm out. Good talking. All right, yeah, anything you want to plug, just everybody check out Canvas MX. Canvas MX. And Emotocons. Check out Emotocons, right? Chuck loves Emotocons. <laughs> Chuck actually, for everybody, uh-oh, is it on there? So actually, the helmet, the helmet design ones. Ah, look at that. Yeah, all the helmet designs, uh, Chuck actually did. So the emoticon faces in the helmets, Chuck actually did for me. And um, I probably sold like a uh, fifty dollars worth extra because of that. So I'm very yes. grateful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that means you. But you buy me beer next time. All right, I got you next time. We'll be even. I'm out All right. There. Good night, guys. Uh, everybody, Thanks we're out. Later. Eventually, whenever I can shut it down. All right. I'm going to the bar. Hold on. <laughs> what? Well, let me at least figure out how to shut off before you just leave me. It's just me here by myself going, what the fuck's going on? All right. We're stopping stream. We're out. That was a short show. I know. Chuck's. He's, he's, he gave us this pitch and he peeled out. That's right. That's Chuck. Damn. He's a good guy now. I know he is. I'll that was a good interview. Let's go in. I know. All right. Everybody, squeeze it easy. Keep in touch with yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sign up that <laughs>